So I'm officially a part of the Spock is Hot Club and we're looking for new members. So if you are interested in joining, please just contact me and be sure to give me your shirt size because we're going to be ordering uh, shirts and jackets soon. So hoping to hear from you all. Coming to you from the Fifth Element Podcast Network, this is Tishan Pugh, and welcome back to yet another episode of Black Women Watch. Um, we are three episodes deep, and <laughs> honestly, uh, I think the more that I start to do this, the more fun that it gets. So I am, as always, very excited to be here with y'all today, and I'm even more ecstatic because we have our very first guest on the show. We have British-born Nigerian, 21-year-old editorial designer and writer Tola Coker, and we're going to be discussing some juicy things today, so I don't want to say too much. I just want to go ahead and introduce the film and get right into the conversation. This film was written by Roberto Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon Lindoff, directed by J.J. Abrams, and stars Chris Pine, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zachary Quinto, and Simon Pegg, a follow-up to 2009's modern remake of Star Trek. On this episode titled Captain on the Bridge, this is 2013's Star Trek Into Darkness. By now, all of you have heard what happened in London. It's a fugitive, and I want to take him out. Hold on! Captain, this ship will not fit. We'll fit. We'll fit! We'll fit! We'll fit. We'll fit. I told you we fit. I am not sure that qualifies. All right, I am here with my very first guest on the show. And honestly, this is like a big moment for me, y'all. So I'm praying that everything goes the way that it needs to and that um, this is just as smooth as it can be. So I don't want to talk too much. I want to give my guest a chance to introduce herself. So hi, Tala, how are you? Hi, I'm Tala. I'm good, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to to have you here on the show and to talk about Star Trek, okay? Because Me too. I am I'm not the biggest Star Trek fan. Um I saw like the first I think the first two movies in theaters, I want to say. Um but as far as like the television show and like knowing everything, I I'm clueless. So hopefully you can help me out on this a little bit. I'll try. <laughs> but here's the thing, like I only how old I'm I'm 21 mm-hmm. so you know I didn't really grow up in it but like I only the only one that I saw in theater was the third one mm. I saw the first two like at home and I was like oh this is cool kind of it off for a couple of years and then I didn't think I got back into it until I was like I think like 19 18 19 mm-hmm. and and I think it was like last year the year before I was like let me watch the original series because I do always see like memes and stuff and I thought it was fun right and I was like okay let me actually get into it and I was like this is really interesting and now I love it so <laughs> I don't know everything but because I'm very bad at retaining information right <laughs> so, but every time I do watch it I'm like obsessed so it seems like a, a pretty interesting um concept or just show like I guess my whole 
take on it or my whole relationship with this is that my grandfather really liked Star Trek and Star Wars. And so whenever I'm in his house or just in passing, um, sometimes, uh, probably nine times out of 10, the television is on Star Trek. So um, Mm. I would always just sit and kind of like watch with him, not knowing what's going on. But I'm like, I can point out a few characters and I know Klingon, (laughs) you know, not like the actual (laughs) language, but I like, okay, I know who they are. Um, yeah outside of that it's just like no nah, like my head is empty I'm not thinking anything about this um so um I thought it was really interesting that they were doing like a revitalization of the well, I guess of the like as the original films um yeah. like I've never seen the original tv shows or the original movies but I know that like there's still a television show going on now um yeah I think it's on CBS it's That's, really good. It's really good. Really? I'll have to check um, it out then. I think it's on the third, the third season. Yeah, I was like, I saw, I remember when they like, saw the trailer for it, I was like, this looks interesting. Like, I wasn't like, I don't know, I was kind of like on the fence about it. But then I watched it. I think it got to like the second season. I was like, okay, I actually mm. really like it. Like, I think maybe it was a different take on it. And like, they go to like interesting, like, places, I guess. And so mm-hmm. nice. it's, a, it's a new, like, spin on like what it was you know Mm -hmm. yeah so I um kind of want to give our listeners like a brief little history on Star Trek if you have no idea what we're talking about (laughs) um so Star Trek kind of originated in the 60s and it was um, created by Gene Roddenberry and he was really inspired by Gulliver's Travels the Forbidden Planet and Wagon Travel and pretty much this whole the the basis of the show is that you have this crew right and they're aboard the USS Enterprise and their whole mission is just to explore space which is what they um, coined the final frontier Um, and so they're just exploring space you know interacting with different um, species things of that nature and it really did grow a, a big following I guess um I don't know I guess in the 60s I feel like sci-fi was like really like a thing like it was really big back then I guess now it's sci-fi has gotten smarter and I think I don't know what I say what I mean by smarter but it's just gotten more cinematic I feel like because they now have like people who like work in like this areas that consult on their shows I Mm. guess yeah kind of kind of based on some I mean Star Trek can only be realistic in a sense but they still have to ground it uh, you know Right. Like, I think that's where it is. We're still like, they're able to like, get people from like these places and like these jobs to be like, hey, this is kind of like what what the science would do if you were in a situation, mm-hmm. like, you know, which is weird for space travel isn't, you know, that advanced yet. But like, if it were a thing, this is what it would be. And I know? think that's like, that was really heavy back then. Um, a lot of people were speculating like what the future was going to look like. So now this is like the future, I feel like to people from like, you know, the twenties or thirties or forties. And we haven't done much. I mean, we've done enough, but we haven't <laughs> done much, you know, there's no flying cars, things like that. But um, I I can see why it would grow to be what it is um, because I just think it's, it's fun. You know, Um, a lot of the sci-fi that we get now, like I said, it's very smart and it's very, I don't want to say textbook, but there's something about it just makes it feel super serious. And I think with Star Trek, it's a lot of fun Um, and you can make up a bunch of things kind of like as you go and it can adapt into like popular culture as it has. Um, So (laughs) <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie. That's what all of the 
<laughs> are a Trek fan. <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie. So if anybody out there is listening that is a Trekkie, please do not come for me. Like I did my research. As, as, as we tried our best. <laughs> okay. So um, if I get something wrong, um, I apologize. Please forgive me. But I did a little bit of research. Okay. I think, I think it's pretty credible. So Basically, um, the the creator Gene, he kind of wanted to mix two categories together. So he wanted to add suspenseful adventure with the morality tale to it. And I think I think that's kind of not I want to say basic, but for a show, I feel like okay, I feel like that worked. You have these two different components, and I feel like yeah. they definitely um, balance. I feel like each it works. Out. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it definitely works as well because I feel like you, I think you're watching like okay, like what. Like when you would put yourself in a situation, like, oh, like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the f- no, the second subject from Into Darkness, where Spock is on the planet, there's this volcano, and Captain Kirk is like, okay, like, you're my friend, I have to save you. Mm-hmm. And Spock is like, no, the planet, and he's like, you're my best friend, honey, you know, kind of like, what would you do in that situation? Like, save your friend and risk, you know, breaking all these rules. Right. Or just let your friend die, and, you know, the mission is a success. And but yeah. I feel like ugh, I <laughs> would do what Captain Kirk did because I love my friends and I don't really care. I mean, rules, I mean, they're always their friends. You can't replace them. You can, mm-hmm. rules, you know. But my friends are pointing to me. I feel like I would definitely do what Captain Kirk did and be like, fuck the rules. <laughs> save, my fe- save my bestie, you know. Yes. yes. And honestly, we can just go ahead and jump into the movie because I, okay, I collect movie tickets and I was trying to dig through them Same. last night. I have a whole like big container yes, of my, tickets. My mom, my mom hates it. She hates it. She's like, really? What the hell is wrong with you? Why do you, I'm like, memories, mom. Right. I think the I earliest need to know. ticket I have is from 2014 or 13. Mm. I think I think mine is probably and they're just all just in my purse really <laughs> they're just in my purse I have a um I found this little you know cooking containers you know because black people can never put <laughs> what needs to be in the <laughs> container actually in the container but I have this like cookie container and it's just filled with tickets from like everywhere but it's mostly um movie tickets and I'm pretty sure I saw the first one in theaters when it came out and that was back oh that was like 2009 2009 yeah, I was how old was I, I must have been I was young. eight or nine <laughs> Yeah, so I was only ever interested in Barbie films back then. Oh, really? So I had no concept <laughs> of sci-fi until I started secondary school when I got into, like, comic book movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I rewatched it. Last- I didn't rewatch the first one, but I did watch the second one. And I started watching the third one. But at that point, it was, like, 2 a.m. And I was like, okay, these movies are two hours long. I'm not doing this. <laughs> we'll pick it up for another day. But I don't even remember watching the third movie. But um, mm-hmm. Star Trek Into Darkness. Had- I think that's my favorite one. Really? Like, out, of- out of the three, it's the one that I watch on a regular basis. It definitely feels like a movie that you would just like put on for background noise, like a comfort movie. It's like, okay, you know, this yeah. is actually, it's actually really, really good. Um, but this movie had a budget of $190 million and that still blows my mind. Like this is something that I've been talking about for the past two episodes um, with budgets and sci-fi because the first movie I talked about, they had a budget of $4 million which um, it was their first movie that they were making. And I was just saying how 
as a filmmaker, you want to make your first movie, right? You want it to be good. But I know a lot of people tend to dissuade you from making a sci-fi movie because sci-fi movies get mad expensive, like so quick. Yeah. And just reading the budgets for these movies, I'm like, again, what are these meetings looking like? What are you saying to these people? And how can you, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of trust to be had, especially with like Star Wars and Star Trek, like Jurassic Park. You have these really big franchises. Oh, I just, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I can't imagine making a movie. I know, I feel like you really have to like convince them. You have to convince them mm. that, hey, this is all good. This, it's going to work. And because if it flops, they're like, no sequel for you exactly yeah Yeah. and JJ did the first two and um I don't really have any opinions of JJ Abrams as a director I've seen maybe a couple of things that he did Um, I don't really have any issues with it so I feel like I can see why they trusted him with it but I know they're probably more the only thing that I'm aware that he did was Man of Steel but that Mm -hmm. was 2013 so that was been that would have been after the first Star Trek film. Mm-hmm. So because I know he left the second, um, or he directed the second movie, and then he left for the third one because he was transitioning over to Star Wars. And you had Justin Lin who directed the third Star Trek. And I'm, hopefully, I'm not mixing my people, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But he is responsible for all the like Fast and Furious movies. Which I'm like, okay, I, you know what? I love the Fast and Furious movies, okay? <laughs> and if you were to tell me that there would be a mix-up with Star Trek and Fast and Furious, <laughs> I would pay top dollar to go see it. I'm, I'm not ashamed. I love what he's done with those movies. I just think they're just outlandish, and it's, it's a lot of fun. But um, I don't have any, like, solid opinions on the third one because I haven't fully watched it. But, um, yeah, I don't really have any any opinions on J.J. Abrams but they seem to like him and he seems like a really you know profitable director yeah, and he's like a, he you seems know. he seems to be because I was watching the like because so I, I bought the trilogy on iTunes so I have it all the t- at all times mm-hmm. so it obviously comes like the extras and whatnot yeah and I was watching like the behind the scenes I mean, he seems like a quirky guy mm-hmm. like he seems like from a typical nerd director type you know so I feel like that really like shows when it comes to like when he's doing these sci-fi films Mm -hmm. I feel like he's one of those that really like gets like invested which I think which I think is a is a good thing and I think you can tell I guess I think there are some directors where they're like I don't know they're just kind of just there yeah for sure I feel like JJ is the case he's like very like involved in like what's going on and like on set and things so yeah I feel like that's something that's important to me not sure about anyone else but like I like when directs are like involved in there yeah but just like sitting there in the background I I appreciate that um and I feel like from all of the interviews I watch with the cast um they really hold him up to like high regards and high standards um and they mentioned you know just how uh, I wouldn't say he was like strict but he was very much like okay this is what I want to do and we need to make sure that we do it this way but I feel like he still gives them a little bit of leeway um yeah but this movie man I really love the plot and I just want to say that Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> as a villain I don't hate it I I don't hate it I was like okay he's a little he's a little menacing here I wish yeah it it was quite scary I was like it I'm was. unsettled but I'm not mad 
keep going i'm not mad and i could tell like there was uh, i don't remember what scene that was it might have been where they had captured him and he was like just giving his whole backstory about what happened to him and his like people yeah and i was like that is a man that i feel like he's done shakespeare or something because the way he's delivering this monologue is just absolutely Acad- like, academy award <laughs> you're right academy award. why did he not get one <laughs> for this movie because he was he was scary he was a he was a genuinely good villain and I'm open to them exploring him possibly coming back. Like I know they put him in the, like the Cairo tube and he's like frozen, but things happen. Right. And I wouldn't be mad if he came back. I think he did a really good job um, with this. I wish they played him up a little bit more. um, Mm. Cause I felt like he was a little easy to defeat at some points, but yeah. I really, I really liked him um, as a villain, but I do want to say Scotty just stole the entire show. Like I know his back was hurting from carrying the entire movie. <laughs> he, <honestly laughs> yeah. carried it. he carried the whole thing. And like, no, Simon Pegg is just funny. He is. He is. Like he's actually just hilarious. And um, even in like the third one, he's just, again, just carrying the thing on his back. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think he, he just carried the franchise on his back, to be honest. I I agree. I 100% wholeheartedly agree. And I've seen him in some other stuff. And like, he he is very um, funny. And and I know that this cast is not majority, but the bases of the people are from the UK. So I know that there is a sort of kind of, I guess, um, or not so much as UK, but from Europe, I guess some sort of like difference in comedy and like how yeah. comedy comes across differently. So Do you have any opinions yeah, on that? It's really yes over here comedy is really it's like dry like in your face I just like get to the point Mm. you know like very sarcastic right so anyone who knows me knows that I'm a very sarcastic person so yeah it's very like dry comedy sarcasm comedy over here so yeah so it it depends like how Americans because sometimes I think oh it's not funny but like to us (laughs) we're like cracking up Mm -hmm. so I think it kind of reminds me of um of like Taika Waititi and like New Zealand type of comedy because like their comedy is super duper dry but it's Mm. it's funny like in the way that they do it and I I love to see those contrasts between the differences and like where you come from and like how comedy comes across because I feel like that could also kind of pose a problem depending on if you don't really know how to like to direct that or if you don't really know how to write it and make it work for that particular character but I think for this movie yeah. he he was excellent like I was gonna title it title this episode Scotty just exclamation point <laughs> but I decided to go with something else but do you I, know what's funny though because Nicki Minaj released her boom up Scotty mixtape today oh my gosh okay is that what and everyone's like, going crazy about I thought, yeah but it that would be perfect I thought today is perfect <laughs> It, it is it is now that you say that it you know what Nicki Minaj she knew okay <laughs> she knew what we were doing today <laughs> so like as the the whole plot of this movie um you have the USS Enterprise right and they have come across this foe called Khan and Khan just basically wants revenge I just feel like it's just a simple like revenge plot he ends up taking Mm. out a lot of the first officers and admirals of the like like Starfleet I think that's what it's called Starfleet yeah and um now James Kirk has made it his mission to go after him because Khan has basically killed his mentor Pike and um he's like no I'm not gonna have that right so he gathers up his crew 
and they go after this guy, but they find out that he is actually not stranded, but he's taken refuge in a Klingon like territory. And they know that if you even as so much fly into Klingon space, there's going to be trouble, right? And so they go down there. Of course, the Klingons are just like, why do we care about humans, first of all? <laughs> like, y'all are killing each other. They ain't got nothing to do with us. So why are you here? <laughs> um, and that ensues a whole fight. But Khan actually helps um, the USS Enterprise crew out. And he kind of saves them single-handedly, which I thought was really cool. And so they take him in. Their whole task was to kill him, like, on site. But he is very convincing 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 and manipulative and he gets them to take him aboard and that's when he gives this whole spill about who he is and about what's in the torpedoes that they were um authorized to use on him to like blow him into obliteration but what they don't realize is that his crew members are his people his family they're all stored in these torpedoes and if they were to fire these torpedoes it would just wipe out the rest of Khan's bloodline or i guess whoever wherever he's from um and i actually thought what was interesting i read last night that the original like directors or writers of the original con movie i think it's called wrath of con that came out before this yeah they actually didn't like the um portrayal of con in this film which i thought was really interesting so i was really curious to know like what the the differences were between this yeah. con and that con i haven't seen have you seen that movie i haven't i've been meaning to get around to it but like there's something about the odd ones it's just like they're extremely campy mm, i love a good camp and like, <laughs> i do but i'm like huh am i in the mood for camp today right right yeah, and also I, I, that's I also have like a very long list of films I have yet to get to. <laughs> it's like 200 films long mm-hmm. and it's like at the bottom. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I get it. I get it 100%. But I just thought that was really interesting that like they were like, mm, no, nah, we don't really like how this has been, you know, interpreted. And I don't know if they consulted anyone from like those previous movies. I feel like they consulted mm. a few people, but... Um, I know one thing that one of the writers said, which I think they had like four writers on this movie, and that also can be an issue. I just feel like when you have too many hands in the pot, it just gets really, someone wants to take it this way, and then someone wants to take it that way, and it's just not working. It's really hard to get them more than the same page. Yeah, and that's what I thought about um, when I watched Widows, the movie with um, Steve McQueen, and it was based on, or no, was it based on a book? I don't think it was, but I know, God, what's her name? she wrote gone girl um gillian flynn gillian flynn don't quote me on that i feel like it's gillian <laughs> flynn i'm not 100 sure but they both worked on the script together and at first i was like okay this is really cool but you can just tell it kind of like diverted like halfway throughout the film i was like okay this is two mm. different movies that i'm watching and i just think you have to be extremely in tune with each other to write to have a movie written by more than one person yeah um, it's like when you have a group project and you do it all separately, you come back to put it together, and you're like, here you go, and you're like, I can tell which part mm-hmm. who did who, mm-hmm. and you did it separately, didn't talk to each other, and just came back and then, like two weeks later, and like, this is what we have. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there, there are four uh, writers on this uh, movie, and I know one of the writers was like, um, it was important in the first movie because he said there was really no room for us to like shift anything because we know we needed to stick to canon for this first movie. 
And he said, I felt like we did that. And then for the second one and the third one, he said, we were able to kind of divert from that and just kind of go where we wanted to go. And he was like, you know, that's freedom, but it's also really scary because you don't know how people are going to react to it. And you don't yeah, know if it's going to be. People get so. really angry when, oh, you yeah. know, it's not the, how they're like, because obviously most of the films like there were kids mm. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my childhood and they get really angry when it's like not you know especially like comic book fans as well when something is like slightly different they're like they would just tear down the entire studio the director right. their family everyone they don't care like ruthless and that's like really scary because it's like relax it's exactly. a film calm down <laughs> and, and that's like that leads me to my next question i was just gonna ask like if you were given the chance to like direct a star trek episode or a movie or just like a movie from like a major like comic book or um had this like original following like would you do it i wouldn't 100 <laughs> i don't think i would love to but given the fact that we are also black women mm. that's very scary Ooh, very it's very scary very scary because like i don't know if you followed the whole like, justice league thing like if you see how they acted when they when he did sex sided man of steel and how his tpl was different they they have not let him go for that they still are on him for his control really? of superman and the guy's a white man i was like if, if me a black girl was direct like a, a superhero film and i did something one thing different they mm. would find me they would dox me. They would send rope to my house. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm oh not doing God. that. <laughs> I don't think I would. Like it would, I would just have a script, mm-hmm. just but keep it to myself. But keep it to myself. Maybe keep it put it in the group chat. Oh, right. That's as far as it's getting. <laughs> and I think about that um, with uh, God. I, I cannot remember names today, but uh, I don't remember who was tapped to direct um, the new Captain Marvel movie. I just wanted to take a quick pause on the interview and say that the name that I was actually looking for in this moment was Nia DaCosta. She is tapped to direct Captain Marvel 2. So, yeah. It is a black woman. Um, I want to say it was yeah. the same woman who's directing um, Candyman, the new Candyman. Oh, movie. yeah. I, well, is her name Misha? I think Misha Collins. I think I think so. Is I think she did Lovecraft Country as well. I think it's Misha Collins. Then I, I don't know. Oh my god, this is so unprofessional. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> I just know that you know there is a black woman who's directing um, the new Captain Marvel movie, and I'm really curious to see like what that's going to look like and how the reaction is going to be. Like if she does decide yeah. to kind of like divert from that, like you know because let's just face it like people just don't like black women and especially comic book fans yeah and don't like giving black women any sort of grace at all so so i'm really i'm really nervous for her but i think you know i used to have this whole idea like oh my god like i would love to direct a marvel movie but now that i'm looking at it i'm like nah i don't really think that's my my cup of tea but i will say based on video games i would absolutely love i don't know about directing but i would love to write a tomb raider movie so i'm just putting that out there into the universe because i just i just feel like you know the last movie that we got from them i get that they were trying to base it on the video game but i just felt like it took itself too seriously and it didn't really work but i'm like no we need to get back to the early 2000s angelina jolie just straight up campiness of it all you know like the movie was good 
but I think it was good because it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. And I think with, you know, movies like uh, Star Wars or Star Trek or anything like that, you just have to be really careful with how you approach it for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think I would want to direct like a Star Wars movie or a, a Star Trek movie. I, yeah, yeah, I'd be crucified on the spot. So <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Because, like, if there's, like, one hell out of place, they are dragging you for filth. All of the mm. people are in your comments, are in your DMs, are in your inbox. Like, How could you? This, that, and I'm like, right. I just want to come in and have fun. I just had to, you know, just mm. show you guys a good time, but never mind. Yeah, exactly. And um, like I said, I, I really I really like this movie because it just felt like a, a fun sci-fi movie. And I know yeah. one question that was posed and I guess I'll ask you this question that was posed to me um was like what you consider to be sci-fi and what you consider to be like fantasy and if there's any type of intersectionality between the two so for example for me I think I can realize or acknowledge when something feels sci-fi to me versus when something feels like fantasy so for example if someone was to say do you think like what do you think about Harry Potter I'm like well that's more fantasy to me than sci-fi yeah but if I was to look at Star Trek I'm like no that's 100% like straight up sci-fi like that is literally the definition of sci-fi so like what do you think about like those um I think it's just like I think with sci-fi there's like there's like a level Mm -hmm. of realism because there's always based on some type of like theoretical science or like physics or whatever and I've always been like a fan of physics Mm -hmm. so it was my best subject in school (laughs) so yeah whereas fantasies it's like completely like impossible completely you know like you know far out there like um like let's say a wings club for example right like as i would love to be a fairy mm-hmm. but it's not happening mm-hmm. i'd love to go to space but it's more likely that i can go into space and do all that than be a fairy and protect the whole town you know right right right, right. so i feel like sci-fi there's like a certain amount of like realism that's really then compared to like fantasy or even like a wrinkle in time it's still like more I feel like fantasy than it's sci-fi. Fantasy than sci-fi. Yeah. You know? And um that was like my whole thing too. I was just like, I feel like with sci-fi, it's more of a basis or it's more concentrated on like the outer world of things. So like doing space travel, going to different planets within these different solar systems, you know, talking about like aliens and, and things of that nature versus like fantasy, it just feels more storybook to me like yeah um, the Grimm brothers you know like this is this is legitimately like a fairy tale to me um yeah and I think that's how I kind of like distinguished the two but straight up Star Trek is like no nah, that's just that's sci-fi bro <laughs> like I don't know how else to explain it that's just straight up sci- uh, sci-fi mm-hmm. and I I really um obviously I love sci-fi but I just wanted to ask you like where do you think because this is called the Black Women Watch podcast um where do you think Black women fit into the realm of sci-fi? Like, I know that with the Star Trek television show, um, I'm so bad with names today. I know there is a Black woman as like a lead. Um, and I think we're slowly starting to get more representation within this genre. But I don't know yeah. if we're, we're there yet. So like, what do you think about that? I don't think so at all. Because even with the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery... Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only uh, two black women on the show. Mm. Um, and obviously, as for like the original and like the movies, again, it's like one black woman 
Mm-hmm. And she was so whoever she was like in like the background for a lot of like the original series. And I did they think they kind of like gave her a bigger role when um what's her name? Oh, I forgot her name. <laughs> we totally forgetting names today. I'm sorry. ADHD <laughs> <laughs> struggles. Um <laughs> oh my god, I see her face while coming by her name. Well, you know she played Gamora. Oh, you're talking about Zoe Saldina? Yes. Saldana? Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when they gave her the role for her, they definitely like gave her like a bigger part to play, which I think is really cool because she had loads, she had a really like, active role on like the trilogy. But like it would be nice to see more black women in the in the you know in the genre because I think there's loads of things that we can contribute just you know as just just being there right you know and like I think people think stuff is this this what the white man genre but then again what isn't the white man genre you know oh my god yes there's really (laughs) isn't a space for black women like in any genre unless it's a Tad Perry film Mm. so yikes (laughs) god forbid Tyler Perry decided he wants to direct a sci-fi film Absolutely that will be the not. day that I will pack my passport and I will go. <laughs> the day oh, Tyler says, I want to be a subject, I will pack my bags and I will go. But I will go to the village. I, I'll go to some van village in Nigeria and just stay there. Oh my God. I Because I'm, no. I'm now trying to imagine like Medea going to space. Like what on earth would that what what would a Tyler Perry sci-fi movie look like oh my god now you know what that's a cursed image thank you so much for putting that in my head (laughs) because I will start I I was like dang what would that look like the only thing where I can like think of where like from where the center is love car country that's like more like cover sci-fi like still based on like sci-fi elements you know but like again like I love Jenny but she is a light-skinned woman that yeah Mm -hmm. and that that television show um I previously not known anything about Lovecraft Country until I saw the trailer for it and I was like wait a second like this is like for me like this is all the stuff that I love it is a really good show and like yeah I was like she's at the front and center you know and then you have the whole contrast between her and her sister and I was like that's a Mm. whole another conversation (laughs) because the way that they treated ruby I, oof, yeah. No, yeah no 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 um but i don't know i i agree i think you know we're getting more so pushed in the background like it's more evident that you can see us in the background but we're still not mm. the main characters and like i said you know i'm tired of seeing white men cry in space over stuff like i'm i don't yeah. care about that anymore like please give me like a, a movie about a group of i don't know like black kids who accidentally got stuck on a space shuttle or something and now they have to find their way back to earth but they have to fight aliens in order to do that like i don't know like give yeah. me more of that kind of stuff because i feel like that's when you so take come of, like a coming of age space team type thing like yes. i think it would just be like i don't want to have to like i said before i don't want to like watch a movie and be like racism it's mm. bad mm-hmm. i just want to be hey black teas in space just kicking having fun you know like jumping through portals planets right. you know like problem solving you know I just think, having just having yeah. fun just vibing literally just that's it life. like I just want to vibe in space that's it like how hard is that and I don't know it just I guess people are are kind of nervous about taking risks but I'm just like some of the people who took the biggest risk they've had the biggest outcome 
And mm. when you stick to the same thing over and over and over and over again, we know that it's a money grabber, obviously, like, and I kind of think of Marvel when I say this, like, we know Marvel has yeah. a, a formula and we know that each Marvel movie is going to. And I think because they've been doing that for 10 years now, it's so mm. repetitive and it's so boring. Because I remember when I first got into them, like, I was obsessed same. And then it got to around like 2016. Now I was like, I'm kind of seeing a pattern here and I'm really bored. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm like with um, Taika Waititi, I feel like he's one of the more recent directors who looked at a, a Marvel movie and was like, this is boring. And I'm going to be straight up honest. The Thor movies were boring. Thor number one, Thor number two. Mm. Sorry. It, it just... It wasn't giving what it needed to give. And then he came through <laughs> with the third one. And I'm and like, I feel like they're so copy and paste. And I'm like, guys, oh yeah. let's do something different. Let's shake up the table. season on it, please. It's bland. It's very bland. It's giving nothing. It's giving me nothing. Which is why I'm excited to see how this this Captain Marvel movie is gonna, gonna turn mm. out. Um, and then you do have more like women of color in that movie. So I'm I'm really interested to I have. I don't know. I'm going to give it high hopes. I have high hopes for it. And I, I hope that it yeah. does deliver um, what it needs to deliver. I just, I, I don't hope know. So. I'm just thinking back to when I was in um, secondary school. So like, you know, when they ask you, oh, like, what do you want to be when you go up? Mm-hmm. I had like a list of things I wanted to be. And one of those was like a script writer. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, oh, I know I could just make it so diverse and have all these like, black and brown kids and you know and just have it be so fun I'm thinking like what if I stuck to my 15 like 13 year old self's dream of being like a script writer like a director or whatever mm-hmm. you know I'm thinking like I love animated stuff so I feel like it would definitely be like more of a, like an animated type show like I love Voltron Mm. um like I love I'm a, I love that show so much <laughs> I've um, heard of it it's on my list it's on my list it's oh, it's one of my comfort things so I've I watch it like at least like two or three times a year mm-hmm. when it, when I'm in the trenches I'm like let me just go back and watch Voltron again <laughs> um but yeah like I think if I were to do anything I could be like an animated show just like a black and brown kid you know just in space traveling exploring you know like yeah. I would just love to have that type of thing I, I just I, know that it's not gonna be like a, a whitewash type thing or whatever mm. and that's what I was kind of like thinking about um last night because the previous episode to this one um I talked about attack the block and I had so much fun watching that movie and I'm like yes this I is love why that film. <laughs> it's so good I love talking about you he, he has on. really come so far and I love he him. has he has I love him and you know what Star Wars did him dirty, but we will talk about that more in the Star yeah. Wars episode. So, <laughs> um, but um, I was just saying like, that's fun. You know, like that is the reason why I want to make movies, right? Because for me going to the movies was a place of like solace. So it was a place where I could go, you know, sit down somewhere, turn off my brain for how, how many hours long and just yeah. like enjoy myself and one question that I like to ask people I'm like when is the last time you went to the movies or you watched a movie and you had fun and the thing for me is like sometimes I feel like I have an issue with trying to write something that I feel will you know accumulate all these accolades which it, at the end of the day it doesn't even matter shout out to the golden globes r.i.p um <laughs> <laughs> but um you know like I was struggling between wanting to write something like so serious and then just wanting to write something like dumb as hell. 
So Mm. for me, what I think works is just like, it's okay to write a movie where nothing serious really happens. Like it's okay if it's dumb, it's okay if, if it makes you laugh, you know, if you have a good time, then like I've done my job. Um, And I think we need more of that. And I think, I think in the realm of sci-fi, a lot of it, like I said, has been super like serious. Um, Mm. But I definitely feel like we need to kind of not stray away from that, but just kind of divert it to a little like, let's just have fun. Yeah, just like let loose a bit. Like like space in itself is such a interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that's like just always fascinating. Like even like as a child, um, yeah, I just think it's just it's just like a fun thing, and there's so many things you can like go with. Like anything can happen in space, and you know, I feel like people definitely take it like a very seriously and I'm like I'm like guys it's not that deep it's, it's literally a, a moon okay some stars <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it, and, and I mean like there's a lot of them are like oh we have to survive mm, we have to yeah. fight this alien dictator I'm like it doesn't have to be that deep all the time okay you don't have to keep fun for our lives exactly like we can again we can be chill with the aliens like why do we have to fight like what immediately i just feel like you know you see alien and it's like oh my god they have to fight this alien and get off this moon i'm like no bro we're here to mm. chill like we're we're here to I talk mean, even the netflix series lost in space it literally they lost in space their family they're trapped in space and i'm mm. like i would just simply cry but no like i would die here it's fine you know <laughs> you know like they're on like uh they're like a base on mars they're like they're vlogging you know you know like parks and rec that would be cute, actually. That, that type would be of thing, really but cute. on Mars. That would be really... Would I be feel cool. like they just came out. I don't know. Um, there was a show that just came out. I don't know if it was with Hulu or if it was with Netflix with Steve Carell. Um, and it, I think it was like a comedy series. I'm not sure if it was like a mockumentary type thing, but I know it was like a comedy uh, series. I haven't watched it yet, but that just kind of gives me that same vibe where it's just like, you know, you have these idiots in space and they're doing, all, and then, you know, everyone on the yeah. ground is kind of like worried about how the mission is going and they're up here like playing ping pong or something. Um, and actually, that would be really cute. I like that idea a lot. So many ideas and I told a, a completely different career path. <laughs> um, I guess. You know, I've always, I've always known to have an overactive imagination. I would love it. So mom's like, oh, I should write a book. And I'm like, I don't have the mental energy to do that so it, it will just stay here <laughs> yeah exactly and um I you know think that like again this stuff is so Im- important and that we it's another sign that we don't need to take ourselves too seriously because first of all like the world is big right and <laughs> a lot of people get on me when I say this but I'm like no some days I go outside and I look at the sun and I'm like I'm really small like I'm super tiny in the Mm. in the grain of being on earth being in this direct location out of billions of people on the planet and then out of the planet in the solar system and then in the galaxy you know like we're super tiny and not even a grain of rice maybe smaller than that like a little particle of sand why Mm -hmm. are we taking ourselves so seriously like this needs to be fun and and one thing that I like about Star Trek is that it kind of ushered in the modern aspect of fan fiction you know like you had all these moms talking about how they wanted to have a little (laughs) private time with with Spock and and Kirk and I'm not mad at it first of all I'm not mad at it at all (laughs) we all get it um 
but just like not taking ourselves so seriously, you know, and I, I appreciate that for what it is. And I, I like this movie again. I really like yeah. this movie. I don't think I had any issues with it. Um, it was a little bit like predictable at some points, mm. but I was like, you know what? Whatever. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not expecting this to be like, you know, up there in terms of like the plot and the storyline. I'm just like, no, this is, you yeah. know, you're just following a crew and these are things that happen. So um, I, I really liked it, but I guess the big golden question at the end of the day would be Star Trek or Star Wars? Um, so if you had asked me when I was like 16, it would have been Star Wars because I was trying to like, uh, so I'm very much a people, a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everyone else likes Star Wars, I don't have to like it. But now I'm like, I really do love Star Trek. So now it's just Star Trek. Really? So, okay, why yeah. Star Trek? <laughs> I don't, because it's not everyday war. Mm. Like, mm. so I have a saying, it's like, I'm not here to suffer. I feel like Star Wars is just suffering. I feel like with okay. Star Trek, I can just be an enterprise and I'm just like, just chilling, you know? And I think it's just... And most of it's just it's just them exploring, you know, and like I'm, right. again, I'm very much like a nosy person. I just like mm-hmm. the idea of just going to different planets, just poking around, collecting samples, and you know, getting the shenanigans. You know, you know? what? And I've I've never thought of philosoph- it that way. Philosophical, philosophical um life situations. So I'm like, let let me think about this real hard. You know, Star Wars. I am not one for my life. I'm sorry, I can't run. I don't no, I'm not no. Not you me. know, I I haven't even looked at it in that way. And I'm I'm actually really nervous about the Star Wars episodes. Um, just because there's so much to Star Wars and, and they're they are continually building on it, but like the suffering part, you might be right about that because yeah. <laughs> like all these shows that I see, like someone is is fighting for something, right? Like it's never just a um a movie or like a show where it's like oh you know they're just chilling on this planet here's what their little you know day-to-day life looks like it's always oh they're chilling on this planet now they're being attacked and now they have to run and Mm -hmm. fight and i'm just it's just i never looked at it that way and i think last night when i was watching the movie i was like i actually really enjoy this and i think i might enjoy this more than i enjoy star wars because it just seems like fun you know like being on the ship with all your besties and y'all are exploring space like that just seems fun although I would be nervous because you know they were on this whole well I think the third movie they were um doing like a five-year uh trip or something yeah so that might pose a problem for me just because I don't really trust um like public transportation like that so like planes cruise ships like if me, I'm not in control <laughs> if I'm not in control if like I'm we're not driving going, yeah, I I, I yeah. freak out, and the, the amount of times because then like, they get because then they get stranded, and yes. that's my fear. I'll yes. go somewhere and I'm stranded, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm just have to die now. Exactly, and I'm like, dang, you're like they got attacked like twice, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now they like abandoned like, ship. I just, I, and it's, I'm I'm like I'm just here to collect fox, <laughs> and now I'm being locked up. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, that that scares me. I just think about like. 
oh my God, what if we like get hit by something and now there's a freaking hole in the ship and all these people are being sucked out into space where they're going to die. Mm-hmm. That scares me. I think about that too with like planes and stuff like that. Like that just scares me. If I'm not yeah, in being, control. Being trapped in space is very scary. It's not going to happen. But I think about it and I'm like, what if it does happen though? Mm-hmm. I can't text anyone. I can't be like, hi, mom, can I get an home? No, I can't do that. But it's not going to happen. But it still keeps me up and I'm like, what? Okay, I'm like, what if? Yeah, what if though? The if is important. Like if, if I'm ever in space and I'm trapped, what's going to happen? Because I can't get an Uber. I can't get the bus. Nope. Nope. I can't come on, but have a, come with me up. I can't get a plane. I'm just there. Just vibes. Just floating. That's it. Just vibes in space. You know. Bad vibes in space. And now, and now I'm crying because I can't go home. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, that's, that's just what I'm scared of. But I think, I don't know, if I had to choose, ah, I feel like I would betray so much of my, my younger self if I was to say Star Trek, because I did kind of sort of grow up on um, Star Wars and I love the recent stuff that they've been putting out. But again, like, you know, like you said, the whole thing with the suffering, I'm like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Like, that is, that's real. (laughs) But I just, in terms of like, if I had to choose which like universe or which world I wanted to live in, I'd probably say Star Trek with Mm. more so like the modern like movies in tune with the modern movies and the modern television shows. Yeah, Yeah, I would say Star Trek. I feel so bad. it's It's like when they ask like Marvel New York or DC Gotham. And I'm like, Mm. "Mm." neither both of them are very <laughs> depressing both of them are i don't know so either your car's being crushed or it's being stolen so <laughs> i'm like mm. Gotham is very aggressive mm. maybe too aggressive for me and then marvel new york there's too much going on and stuff would just get too blown much. up like every day and i'm like again we just had this issue last week y'all y'all didn't still fix what y'all messed up and now mm-hmm. are you telling me i'm out of my home like i don't understand at this point, I just feel like there is no New York after the Avengers. Like, no. New York does not I, exist I, I anymore. I can't even imagine, like, how high insurance is. Oof. Like, car insurance, home insurance. Because next thing you know, there's your window is smashed up. Your car is now a cube. You chose to live here. And I'm like, well, no one warned me that there was going to be a Hulk flying through my door. <laughs> so what now? Right. Now I can get to work. <laughs> there's no there's no substation anymore that's that's been ripped out that's gone um oh, yeah, yeah definitely would want to take the plane there's someone holding up the the subway the tube and you're like where can i go exactly i just not nah, I, I i would hate that for sure but yeah um so shout out to star trek star trek is and where what it's I at like about star trek it's always some kind of like what would you do type of question what would like I said earlier on like what would you do in that situation you know and and it's just like an interesting thing like what would you do and like when you're in space you have to yeah you're weighing out all these options Mm -hmm. and everything um I think most recently I've so I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation yeah and yeah I think oh god I'm trying to remember what episode it was but it was kind of like um a vaccine type episode surprise surprise how convenient for us right <laughs> like a uh-huh. episode like um and i was like okay you give them this but they lose that and like you know like, kind of like weighing out the options you know i think it's always kind of like interesting I, I don't think that's something i mean i don't want to say star wars doesn't have it but like mm-hmm. like even the movies like oh what would you do this type of thing so i i agree you know i i kind of like that i kind of like that and i'll definitely will try to um 
rewatch or just catch up on all the Star Trek stuff. But Star Trek, yeah. again, has been going on since like the 60s. And I can't even imagine yeah, how many like, a lot. seasons and, and episodes. I, so much. I think when I started watching the original series, I think I was in my first year of uni. So that was mm-hmm. like three, three years ago. And then I was like, I got bored. So I was like, not because the show was boring, just because I myself, I just get bored of it easily. Mm-hmm. So I went, I left it for a while, came back to it like a year ago. I finally watched all of it. But I think like there's like 60 episodes per season. Uh, and no. each episode is like an hour. And I'm like, Absolutely this not. is not good for anyone who has ADHD because this is a hot mess. This is worse than Game of Thrones. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. And then the next generation is like seven seasons, like 26 episodes, all like one hour. So the only reason why I got through the first season is because I was doing it, watching when I was braiding my hair. Mm -hmm. I was braiding my hair for 21 hours. It took me those 21 hours to get through the first season. Oof. That's that's. And even then some. And I was like, this is a lot. So I'm still like half, I'm, I'm not even like, this is months ago because mm-hmm. it was very bad at like, finishing things. So on the second season of, but like, I, I think I prefer, like so far anyway, the next generation to the original series. Okay. I don't know. I really like the, the, the that one. But as for like all the other ones, the many other spinoffs and series that are, I will watch it when I get to it. Mm. So maybe like five, <laughs> 10 years from now. Because there's a lot, so much to get through. <laughs> and just so for anyone who's listening who's not familiar, so Star Trek is split, which I learned last night, which I thought was very interesting. So it's kind of split into like five different, I don't want to say timelines, but just five different eras, I guess. So you have the yeah, like, gen- like generations, I guess. Yeah, generations. So you have like I guess the original generation, which ran from 1965 to 1969. And then you have the original series Rebirth, which ran from 69 to 91. And then you had the post Roddenberry era, um, which ran from 91 to 2005. And then you have the reboot film series from 2005 to 2016. And then you have the expansion of the universe, which ran or is running from 2017 to the present day. So that is a lot of like television and just media in general to consume like a lot <laughs> yeah that's like that's more than my entire lifetime like these yeah. things were out like before I was born mm-hmm. like yeah like you know like when my dad was a child not to not to show his age but he's old he's <laughs> barely 60 but but yeah these things were out when like my dad was a child you know so that's a lot for me to get through mm-hmm. I'm only 21 I'll get there like I'm I'm only 23 and I'm just like I don't know if I want to touch this with a 10-foot pole because that's just yeah. I don't know it'd be well, different originally if I wasn't movies. going to yeah because originally I wasn't going to but I was like I have an essay to do and I don't want to do it then I saw and I was like it's a lot and this was before I realized I had ADHD so I was like I'm just not going to finish it and I just didn't mm-hmm. until like a year later where t- then I managed to do it in like a week <laughs> so it really it, it really is hit or miss whether I finish something or not so, which is why I have like a bunch of things on my watch list that I just have not gone to yet. So, I get that. Yeah. Um, this kind of rivals uh, Grey's Anatomy because I just heard that they got renewed for like season 18. And I'm like, how I managed to get to like, I think I stopped watching maybe season 14 or 15. How I even managed yeah. to get there is still a mystery to me. Just because it's like supernatural. 
yes that was oh, that God. was going on for way too long I Ooh. remember I I remember when I first got into it I was 16 mm-hmm. and then now I got to the point where I was like this show needs to end now but it kept getting renewed and I was like guys stop <laughs> the show is done the show is dead now because don't they have like 20 and, seasons yeah I, I know I even think it's like 14 but it felt like so long because mm. I think the last season was only like last year I think the kind of, but I just yeah it was it was in my like mid-teens tumblr phase oh god that's even that worse. tumblr phase was very bad oh god like i think i've been the one in that tumblr phase oh boy that just makes me so appreciative of people who create tv shows and they know when to stop it like i yeah. at this point i'm just like if you go past maybe at the least eight seasons what else is there to talk about, right? Now, it's different. I feel like it's different for Star Trek because, again, you have space, right? And there's just so much left unexplored. So if you really wanted yeah. to drag this out for as long as you wanted to, you can. And they obviously you are can. because there's so and then much, all, you know. And then there's always, like, new science discoveries in, like, the real world as well. They'll find that I was in the Star Trek series, like, 50 years ago, and they'll be like, oh, we can reboot it and we add this new theory in, you know? Right. That's doable. And I understand that. But like this, it's it's gone too long. I think they all they see is money and they're like, get more. Mm. Because now your fans are embarrassed for you. It's embarrassing for everyone involved. Just stop. Yeah. And especially if you're not um, giving anything new to it as well. If you're not adding like something. Or like developing in the characters. They haven't grown, you know. They haven't done anything, um, which is what I really like about. So I just finished watching Adventure Time. I love Adventure Time. I have, so I haven't watched it in years. So I was like, let me again, let me do. Instead of facing my responsibilities, let me watch the show that I watched when I was like 13. I watched it. Season one versus season ten, like Finn, two different people, and like I'm, I really do love character growth. Like good character growth, I love it. I'm like, I want it. that. You know, um, you can even do it in like a short season. Like I think. Fortune was eight seasons, but it was like six, six, seven episodes, eight episodes. Mm. They did a good job in doing it. Like, I think it was, I think it was show last like three years. Mm-hmm. But I think they did such a good job of like developing the characters in those three years, you know, in those like eight ish seasons. Okay. And then you have the shows that last for years and years, and the characters haven't gone anywhere. They haven't experienced anything. Yeah, like, that's getting anything. boring. That's so, right. just extremely like just like stale filming, you know. Like, but and you insist on like adding more episodes and adding more seasons, and it's, all the hard. characters change, but like in a bad way, if you know mm. what I mean. Like yep. they've done like a completely like one eighty, but like they've gone the wrong way around. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like this isn't this is, like the out character, mm-hmm. and then we give like a reason. Yeah, like, this is very weird. I don't like what's going on here. No, I I, I get that one hundred percent. I think that's why I kind of shy away from watching uh, a lot of television just because I don't have the energy <laughs> to like sit down and yeah. like start a new show and then like watch it from start to finish especially again mm-hmm. like I'll just bring up Game of Thrones like they have what eight seasons and I don't know how many yeah. episodes so are in I'm each lucky it's, it's like 10 episodes per season which is like which is 10 hours yeah I started watching it I think like I want to say like season four because mm-hmm. my friends like dragged me into the, into like coming to school I'm like, oh Tony, did you watch it and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about so they finally like gun to my head convinced me to watch it 
and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to do it in like two weeks because only like four seasons so I was like thank god because I don't think I'd do it if I started now you know right it's a lot and you know they pretty much tanked the last season because they got excited at the the prospect of directing something star wars and i'm like did you see what you did here though like you really think that's gonna fly over there and i remember watching it and i was like i wish that i was in jail oh not jail (laughs) i would rather not be here i don't be i don't i wasted an hour of my life Mm. um it was like 2 a.m here when it aired and i was like i have class in the morning and i'm up watching it and then it's like i'll just go to bed she's just right. gone to bed it's, 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 i have i have class i have uni in the morning i'm wasting my time it was a lot it was a lot and i, I still haven't um, really watched any i think i might have watched like four episodes of the first season and i just stopped yeah that makes sense like it, it's just it's just like a lot to to get through Mm-hmm. Like, and like, once you get to like season eight i'm like mm, i'm bored and tired and again like, it's the whole thing of like, like, how did we get here of the struggle you know there's so much struggling so much war yeah honestly like i say to my friends i am not on this earth to suffer i i, I was not born to suffer I'm, i refuse being black is enough i yeah, think exactly. other than that i'm not doing it like if we don't have to suffer i won't you know mm-hmm. so watching a show where i'm like this is too much i won't do it wholeheartedly so that i think brings us to a glorious conclusion that star trek is where it's at right (laughs) there's like very minimal struggle happening in the in the star trek universe and and of course you know it's always a thing of um of diversity you know and and making sure that everyone is represented um within this media within the show so hopefully uh more of that comes in the future if they still are gonna put out um more star trek universe stuff i'm excited for it. i'm excited to to get into it um but yeah i think we both agree that like star trek is great (laughs) so i want to thank you so 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 much for joining me today to dish out and geek about sci-fi thank you so much for having me i love talking about things yeah so we'll have to we'll have to connect more um if yeah. you're interested for sure of course thank you um do you have anything that you want to plug now is the time <laughs> um if you guys want to read my writing it's just tolacoca.com it's i think the link is on instagram but my twitter bio so yeah my ig you. is just is tola.coca. yeah okay. i'm just on the internet to be annoying and just vibes that's my whole brand it's just vibes we love to hear it we love to see it so again thank you so much for being on here um i will definitely be sure to add your links down to the description so people can find it easier all you have to do is click and with that ladies and gentle thems this is what black women have been watching Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to leave us a nice comment and rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, I would really love to hear what y'all are thinking about this season so far. Um, if you have any suggestions about movies you want to see, maybe for the remaining of the sci-fi um, season, 
or if you have any other suggestions for other genres or other movies you want to see on the podcast in the future, please be sure to let me know. You can also get in contact with us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Both are at BWWThePod. Again, that is BWWThePod from the Fifth Element Podcast Network. I'm Tishan Pugh and this has been Black Women Watch. I cannot wait to see you all in the next episode and as always, be safe.